is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Well, we had wrapped up 2022. We'd headed off and handed out the soundies. We'd said our goodbyes and here we are. We're back. One of us was on a break, Hachi. You've called us back. A break. A break. We're a Christmas weeks. bonus episode and we like the time code. So it's the Thursday of Christmas week, December 22. And... At least it's going to force us at the end of this to have a, a Christmas beer. Hello. And I'm actually going to have one, exactly one beer with you during this podcast. So <laughs> for the sake of transparency and for drink-wise. I've never, ever drunk on air, Hutchie. You, you never miss a moment when you drink-wise. I'm going to have one okay. light beer with you during this episode and this reflect. It'll be a first. I've never, ever consumed alcohol well, on air. Speaking of firsts, yep. this is actually the first time you've worked a day in December. So uh, <laughs> well done. <laughs> You have called me back. You grow, I didn't realise in December you actually grow a beard like Santa Claus. You oh, you've walked seen in it. with a with a. It's getting grey, isn't it? The grey. Yeah, it's it's getting greyer and, and it's like it's so so long. It's like I'm. No, this, this is only about a week old. This I think I shaved last Thursday. No, you are th- no. what? You know, Ten weeks into your twenty-two weeks, and you'll leave at the moment. It's got a very Three long beard. No, and you look rested. You look tanned. Finally. Yeah, it's taken a while. And no, we had a, a in particular on the back of the A League. We had a lot of emails and tweets saying. This is up your your alley and what you're on at the moment. So we did did connect on the weekend. And it was more the A-League um, decision to take the grand final to Sydney by way of a contract, more so than yep. initially the Melbourne victory disgrace, which we will get to in a we few will. moments too. So it did feel like an opportunity to reconnect for Christmas, a little Christmas drop, and to say thanks everyone for your support this year and a one-off drop for Christmas and uh, and for drink-wise. And to remind you, also serve as a reminder that, yeah, it is okay to have a beer like we are, one beer, or two over Christmas, but do it in a responsible manner. And happy Christmas to everybody. I've discovered the non-alcoholics in the last couple of weeks. I've too. been telling you yeah, for ages. Yeah. They're yep. good. Yep. And not, they... not the beer yet. I'm not under the beer yet, but the non-alcoholic... Um... Gin. Yeah, gin tea. Yeah. yeah. I thought so. Yeah, it's the fastest growing drink in Australia. Is it? The gin tea non-alcoholic? Yep. Is yep. it? Yeah, okay. Yep. Well done. Uh, and it just you can throw them into the mix and it just slows yep. you down and does the right thing. So, yep. well done. It's like that time that one of our friends, we were serving him... Um, Drinks and well, keeping the alcohol out of it, and he was somehow getting a bit more yeah blurry, wasn't he? Yep, without the drink, he was. <laughs> we'll leave his name out of it for the moment. Yeah, we will. Uh, let's get into it. The A League has been has been a spectacular couple of weeks. In fact, football in Australia has been a spectacular couple of weeks. Where do you sit on the situation last weekend, the pitch raid, and? Leading into that, the grand final decision. Yeah, well, we'll deal with it maybe in, in chronological order, Hachi. Um, the decision to take the grand final to Sydney, and it's for three years, I think, by, by way of the contract. Is that correct? You don't agree with it, obviously. Well, I, I don't have a, a major issue with the sport doing it for, for financial reasons. But what I, what I do have, and this is where you come into this conversation more than I do, I feel anyway, there's the soccer fraternity, I, I just can't see people who support, um, let's go with an Adelaide team playing a Perth team in Sydney, travelling en masse. Now, that, that's just my initial take on it. I, I don't have an issue with any organisation that takes the money because we talk regularly about how hard it is to find money in any form. And, I mean, let's, t- let's face it, 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 the AFL has got this model down pat for, you know, effectively the, its entire or its whole life as an AFL competition the two years it didn't have it at the MCG were for, for COVID reasons, but it has got the model of playing the grand final at the same venue. And, and, and it works from an AFL perspective. I don't think it necessarily works from other sports. The history is very different, isn't it? Though? Yeah, yep. it is. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's a very – first of all, it's hard, right? So 
I respect and feel for Danny Townsend, who's running the A-League competition. It is difficult. And the average fan wouldn't have much empathy for that, but it is really hard making economics work in modern yep. sport, particularly in this, cost, in this cost climate that we're in. And particularly sports that aren't yep. AFL and probably to a lesser extent NRL. Would you... Would that be a fair thing to say? Yeah. Yep. Secondly, and I preface my comments by saying most football fans w- would say that I and others who don't live in the game day to day don't understand. Well, we we will get told that by yeah, by, by soccer so, fans. Yep. So the, let's just we agree with you, right? So I'm putting it out there, far away. <laughs> you're right. I haven't lived in these in this fandom for all my life, and I'm not as in touch with it as the average fan. And let's let's agree. Yep. From the outside, this is where I sit. One. I understand why Danny did the deal, and I would have done probably the same deal, to be fair. When you take $135 million from Silver Lake, private equity, for 33% of your sport, you create a valuation of $425 million, and you've taken out, and you've really taken a check, global check, like New Zealand Rugby have, in order to maintain your sport. There's, there was an argument the A-League wouldn't be here if I didn't take that check two years ago at difficult times. It becomes a different commercial entity the day you do that. You can't then turn around to your investor and just trade off human emotion. So, yeah. look, we can't do this and we can't do that. That's not how it's ever been done, and that that won't work with the like. Now, Silver Lake are not. I'm not saying they drove it, and I'm not saying that, and it's not good for them commercially for the fans to be upset either. But it became a different business that day, right? It broke away from the FFA. It's run by the clubs. I think there's seven reps of the clubs on the committee. Um, Melbourne City would have... That's not going to work, though, is it, in a national competition, in an ideal Well, world. the governance model um, is not perfect. They would say it's better than the one they had before where nothing got done with the FFA, which would be the criticism of the previous administrator of the sport. And that relationship would be, by its nature, testy, the FFA and the clubs, because it just is, right? They're different. One's a integrity unit and governance and, and a bit more old school, and the clubs are trying to move the sport forward. Um Melbourne City, I would assume, had a had a disproportionate, um, well, loud voice in the room because they're a big club. They're one of the seven represented. Uh, they've also got Silver Lake investment in their parent company, I think, from uh, memory. Okay, so I don't know this, yeah. I think from memory. Oh, save me the emails because it's Christmas. I can't be bothered dealing with them. But I think they might be the second biggest shareholder of the city group globally, right, behind about 14 or 15%. Okay. You know, and they're also very well run. So they have, they, they have the year of the sport. I'm not saying it was their idea, but I, I suspect if the if Danny and the clubs thought, well, if Melbourne City are on board, and they're in Melbourne, like we'll get through the Melbourne issue. Now, clearly they didn't get through the Melbourne issue, but I think they probably thought they could. So I understand why they did it. In hindsight, which is easy, there was probably a way to have your cake and eat it here too. They could have. How do you do that? Well, in World Cups, for instance, in the uh, qualifiers, you have two matches rather than one, and the second match has plenty of drama in it because the score of the first game counts in part to the result of the second. So, you know, in the case of Socceroos versus Uruguay in the qualifiers, Socceroos are down 2-0, but they can still get it to 2-all and away goals count. I think they could have probably done, and again, the traditional how this down, you could have played two grand finals rather than one, had game one at the home team, and sold the game two, so created a new asset that didn't disadvantage the team that finished first or its fan base, it's very non-traditional, but you mm. could have created some money and some attendance in the back end of the event. Either that or you hold on announcing it. So the thing I was probably critical of 
was just the timing. If you've got such momentum, sports happy, A-League's building again, crowds have been better. Have they? Um, but but that, that's the issue, isn't it? C- coming off the, the buoyancy of, of the reception of the World Cup performance, and it was an incredible f- performance, wasn't it, to, to make to get through the, the group phase and to, to basically push the team that ultimately won the, the championship. And then you have this debacle of, at least being by, by way of reception, the decision to take the grand final to Sydney and then the, the worst issue, the, the behaviour yeah, think- again. And, and I, I don't... I don't care for soccer fans that think they can do that, Hutchie. And, and they, they're so, they are the, the minority, aren't they? But they're the most vocal when it comes yeah, well, to it. And, just, and the predatory element to that pitch invasion. Can we, just before we get the pitch invasion, so just on the timing. So the timing's your friend and your enemy, right? You're trying to pick your time when you announce something. I suspect they got a bit caught in their own momentum and in hindsight it backfired on them. So they, they have a fantastic World Cup of Socceroos. They come back. They do a couple of really cool things the weekend. First weekend, they only do a couple of cool things. I can't remember exactly what they were. I think one of them was they withheld all the players who played in the World Cup last in the tunnel then made a big deal of them as they came out late and celebrated them. And I can't remember what the second one was. But they did a couple of nice things which were well-received, right? Yep. And the sport clearly had momentum. And I think they thought, now's the time to announce this. And you really can't brief the clubs to get everyone on board because of the volume of leaks. Can you? You can't. FFA didn't know the day before. That doesn't speak to trust. Well, that's, what the, that's how the AFL does it. They, they basically release the information themselves the moment they start telling the clubs. Yeah, Not on every occasion, by the way, but that they take the view that, right, now the clubs know, it's out. Now, 95% of the reaction has been, this is a bad idea to move the grand final. We don't support it. B- bigger than I thought it would have been. I would have misread it too, most probably. I'm in the 5% that it's the right thing to do to create interest in the sport and to move it Let's forward. not label this too much longer, but just give us give us your quick snapshot version as to why you are in the five percent then, because I I don't get that aspect. I'm not worked up over it, but I don't get how you can support. Well, I think it's it's a commercial deal, so it creates commercial money and interest and momentum in the sport. Yeah, but how's that going to resonate when you you may have a potential three thousand people yeah, at, still, at a fifty? Still, it's, which stadium is it? The new the new one across the road from the, it, it. It would have still drawn a crowd, just not the same degree. But in hindsight, you could have maybe had your cake and eat it too. I'd have misunderestimated the reaction as well, being from the outside. I understand why they did it, and if I've got an investor there, I've got the New South Wales government. They're trying to engage government as a as a holistic, right? So if you take if you turn the first government down on something, then where do you go from there? Governments are the new um, sponsors, aren't they? Well, you, I know they've always been involved. You tell me any but sport. But they're, they're taking it to new levels now. You tell me any sport this one down here. making money or serious money without good government support. And that can come via indirect checks, as you and I have talked about, and you've been a little bit naive to, or direct. I'm uh, not naive to them, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> now, let's get to the events of the last Saturday night. Your thoughts on that? Oh, well, it doesn't surprise me. And, and, and I just, just, just watching some of that footage and even some of the the footage that was released yesterday, which was even, I think, more damning. Um, and it was a different angle. There were more objects of a serious nature being thrown. I mean... Who, who needs to carry the can on this? this by the time yep. some people listen to this, they might have announced sanctions, but they haven't at the time recording, as you like to say. <laughs> yeah. um, well, there, there are various all, sanctions already Melbourne Victory, what would you do to them? Uh, as, as in the people who the are on the ground? Oh, just I think they already have banned no, people no, to this club, point. The club. Oh, the club. The... I feel they have to come down hard. Now, again, I don't claim to know whether you What's lose. What's that mean? Is it well, fine? Is I'd, I'd be taking premiership points off them. Because that's the only thing that works. It's the only thing that works in my eyes. I mean, okay. the, the suspensions and, and suspended fines and, 
and monetary sanctions, it, it doesn't resonate. So, so you, you just hit them hard, like, like like maybe like the NRL did with the the Melbourne Storm for different yep. reasons. But something this has to be a circuit breaker forevermore. The players, the uh, it's not the players, the in, the individuals in the crowd. Oh, well, they they're never allowed back. Now again, how you police that? They were allowed back that? anyway. Some of them weren't they? Some of them were already banned well, fans. Yeah. You have to ramp up security, and and I, and I get, I know you people can get things through gates, but you cannot be having items through the gates that are being used in these these also, moments. And then, original style Melbourne, I think, is the name of the fan group that were some of the members came from. Does that fan group hold it as a collective hold any? Absolutely, it does because I, I read some response the day after, and there was no acknowledgement of, of anything serious. It was in but fact there was a line in there to that the, said while unavoidable or yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and look, I I don't know whether this is feasible, Hutchie, but I'd I'd um I'd force the club. This is just these are just spitball topics here, but I'd be forcing the club to to start again with its membership. Now, that's going to hurt some people who are genuinely start good. Start again with its membership. Yeah. What re-enroll, re-enroll, and almost canvas them. Serious. I'm serious about this because it is pushing the sport back every single time one of these events happens. And again, I don't know if that's feasible, but that, that's what I'd be talking about as a topic. How, how, how do we fix this club? Because this club, and he won't want to admit to it, and I thought, is it Caroline Carnegie? I thought she spoke really well she the did. day after. CEO does, does a great job. Yeah. I, I don't know what she and others at the club had done prior to that point, but there seems to be there's no turning back anymore so as a result a of this. So you think the club is ultimately responsible for the behaviour of its members? It has to be, yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that doesn't... That, that's not going to probably be accepted by a lot of people listening to this. But in my eyes, yes, particularly with this club yep. and this behaviour. What if what if we know there's some crazy sections of the community? What if people started using sport as their vehicle for this, knowing that the responsibility was just say you just say there were 50, a group of fifty people who were outraged about something, didn't even like sport. What's to stop them buying a membership using a soccer club as the platform, knowing that the club will get sanctioned? They might only get banned from the sport, which they don't like anyway, and it, like. And it does get, you know, we saw it back to the Peter Hoare days of the serial pest. It does, it, it is a platform people can misuse aggressively yeah. on social issues. Yeah. But I don't think this was a, a platform for social issue use, was it? This was just, this was predatory, aggressive, violent yep. behaviour. I, I don't think there's any platform by way of thought around it. And, and then again, even again, Hutsi, I don't want to get too bogged down in it, but the fact that Keeper threw the flare back, ideal world, you don't do that. But that's Does not the problem. Action? No, not in my eyes. Yep. No, no. Shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have done it. But yep. in that moment, he did. Yep. You know, you know what I love is when you say I don't want to get bogged down in something, I know full well we're about to get bogged down in, it <laughs> in the next four or five minutes. We probably have already spent. I don't mind getting bogged down in things. It's, it doesn't bother me. It seems to bother you. But you know what? You, we don't know anything about soccer. That's, and we've just spent 12 minutes talking about it. We don't know anything about it. <laughs> the, 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 the tweets that will fill up our inbox saying, what are you, Muppets, no? And, I, and we agree. You can fast forward. You probably know more than I do when it's I, all said and done. I, I, Although your view on Usain Bolt... Playing for Central Coast Mariners is, is still one of the worst views ever expressed publicly still, by a person I'm even of profile. Stronger on it than I ever oh. was. I think they face. Like it's probably the a, worst view on any topic in the history of Australian media. Let's simplify it. The victory know they've got a fan section, original style Melbourne, who are a problem for them. They know they've got sections of the fan base that have been that are banned from games and are unacceptable. They they might be a small portion of their. Well, they are ninety nine percent of. Victory fans are brilliant people, but they, they know there's a... Are you 99%, are you? Well, whatever it is. 
These fans... I might go 72. Now, I should just double-check. Was their home game? I I don't know. Should know. It's Christmas. Regardless, home or away, they're responsible for that section of the fans. There's some ban. There wasn't enough security. There wasn't enough... Um, well, apparently there was more security and police attendance than any other match. I read that too, but that's, that that felt like you know the collective kind of you know what covering. But also too, Hutchie, how how many you could have a hundred security there? They're still going to come on the yep. ground in that moment. And the then, way they reacted, and then the peaceful protest wasn't really denounced. It wasn't like we'd prefer you didn't do this, or I, I think they face a sanction of games potentially the rest of the season. Yeah, take the, as in take their points off. Yeah. Well, like, well, they're either playing, they've got to play without the benefit of points the rest of the year. Yeah. They're not allowed to or play. Or take away. I don't even know what stage of the season it's, it's at. Or actually. they play without fans for a period of time. But it needs to be something like that of of real significance. Yep. This is a line in the sand day. I suspect it'll be the heavy book at Melbourne. I hope it is. And it's, I feel for them, but it's, that's just how it is. And then I do think the, the keeper who threw the flare back, Needs to be sanctioned as well. He's very, it's very in what form? That's very unfair on him. As in, as but in you a match need to send a message. Yeah, can't do this either. I know he got hit in the head with a with a bin, and that's shocking. But you know, who knows whether he would or wouldn't if you threw the flare back? But you can't do it. And then, and then flares just have to be. Flares are in, in their own right, perhaps not dangerous. Oh, I dispute that too. Much. You know, I wouldn't well, be going down that path. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you do what you want to do. Say what you want to say, but okay. I, I wouldn't be going well, in that path. What I was trying to say is flares in their own right um, need to be hammered out of football society, regardless of the, whether they're really dangerous, a little bit dangerous, or just somewhat dangerous. So it's a symbol of angst. It's just, yeah. It incites others. Yep. Didn't like it when I saw it at Fed Square during Hated the it. World Cup. Yep. Uh, didn't love that it was sort of notionally kind of waved off as entertainment. Yeah. And we, and if you are found to bring a flare into a football game, you face being banned forever. Simple as that. Yep. No, no drums with that. Uh, before we sign off this, the code we don't know anything about, actually, uh, World Cup. Any reactions? Should we get in the preview of this weekend's games? Is Central Coast Mariners taking? <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you? Uh, is there anything given you? Given you actually went to a World Cup game in Doha? No, I'm, I'm, it's the end of my run for football, Damon. I just, I just wanted to express a little bit of empathy for the. The, the league itself. The league itself, led by Danny, who I think overall has done a great job. And, yep. you know, what, what do you do? Hey, can I just ask you, just changing tact, right? It's Christmas time. I saw a little bit of coverage of this in the papers. It's been on my radar for a while. We mentioned it a few weeks back. What are we going to just stamp out the extortion of taxis <laughs> and Ubers? Well, I wanted to raise this too, actually, because you were onto this. I called it. You called it. I reckon- a month ago. Oh, it was longer than a month ago. I think it was... There's, there's a trend. Late now, in the home and away season, I, I reckon. I read, AFL. I read that it is not law in Victoria I read that to too. resist yes. a... I always thought it was law. ...booking, yeah. number one. That you, and number you two, it's actually okay to set your own fixed price. Yep. I didn't know this until I read that article myself. That is out of in step with how we live as Victorians, and that needs to be legislated against. Mm. If you are a... If we are doing so many great things, or not not great things, but we are on the way to fixing elements of society, protecting more for women, protecting more for sections of the community that are vulnerable, yep. this is all in step with that. If you don't legislate that, if you imagine you're a, a a young vulnerable person on a street in Melbourne, you 
You're yep. trying to get home because you've had a bad experience with someone who's tried to or assault you. you've just had a night out, which is your right to do, and you want to catch a cab home, and, and the, you're being told it's $150 for a fare that is normally 30 And you haven't got the means to pay it, and the, yeah. the driver drives. Like, we ne- this needs to be fixed from a legislation perspective. Well, it's not going to be, though, is it? Let's face it. It, or, it can be. It should be. because I, this, I, I, I bet they don't. Well, it's we'll a, talk about it. I think it's politically popular. Dan Andrews drove this, and Dan smells the breeze better than anyone. No, but he's, he's introduced legislation. Well, he what he has done is tried to introduce means to protect the community a lot in these type of things. This this is in step with it. I think it's been overlooked. I know this industry isn't flush with money, it's high in turnover and low in profit, but it's what's happened now is. Uber's price you. You get cancelled three or four times. Oh, you can't. You, you cannot get an Uber now. Oh, well, you know that more than anyone because you you started Uber in Australia. Uber, I'm its biggest ever long time fan, and I'm the most aggrieved customer it's got right now. Well, you got to get a rating of what was it four point three two the other day, I'm, well, which is the lowest I've ever heard of. You know, I'm uh, I've got a I've got a rating like Glenn McGrath's batting average, <laughs> not good. Um, but now, now taxis are going. Hang on, I mean Uber is extorting everyone. What about us? And it's Unless you're pretending to go to the airport, you can't get a lift. It's wrong. We, and then the roads are so shot in Melbourne. Oh. The, the, the planning has been so poor for so long that we're now in a society where you can't move and you need to be a millionaire to even move. It doesn't affect me or us. If you've got a, at least the means to travel around like Actually, we fortunately have. We're not going to talk about people, traffic. We're not talking about traffic, mate. For the people who can't afford Come to Come on, there's bigger topics than traffic right now. I, I don't... <laughs> Don't, I feel for the people of the world that haven't got the means to be like paying the overs on the fixed. Like, oh yeah, you and I, I guarantee will fall into yeah, all right, mate. Here's fifty. Oh, oh no, in principle, I'll somehow work it. I don't. I now drive to events because you, it's the only way to get home. It's the only way to safely and and get home in in a reasonable time frame without the hassle of it. Yep, it's actually been great. I, I've I've been driving regularly now to events at eight kilometres an hour in the traffic. Well, that's also yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. Supportive of forty kilometres an hour, as you know, but not eight. <laughs> And as for the uh, just the, the total removal of entire lanes of yep. of, of, uh, become, of roads, we've just become a society where everyone just passes on their problems. So the taxi industry and nervous go, well, we're not making enough money, and cost of living is growing. And yep. all right, well, we're just going to prey on the vulnerable. <laughs> everyone just passes the buck on their problem, don't they? Like we're just living in this sort of selfish world at the moment. And these are the, this is t- this is t- ticked me over the edge. Archie, it's Christmas. It's only Christmas Eve and you ta- you're taking me down. I've come in here happy and buoyant and up it, and about no, and I'm a toes and I want to walk out of here it, in a clump. It has zero effect on my life, but I feel for others. It's normally, normally it's me bringing us <laughs> out down, Archie. Hey, um, Australian cricket, what, what's going on? And, and you will know something here because you'll, you'll be involved. You'll be advising people about it. Who's going to get the next rights, given the whole standoff with Channel 7 taking Cricket Australia to court three times and Channel 9 making inroads into regaining it? What what happens then? First of all, I have zero idea. Not involved, no dog in the fight, not connected. You've always had a dog in every fight, haven't you? No dog in the fight. You do. So no idea. I bet you've taken a call from someone about it. Uh, I've taken no calls. I haven't asked a question. Uh, For sake of transparency, we're a rights holder ourselves at Cricket Australia. But I have no idea what's going on. All right. Well, anyway, what's going to happen then? Well, put it this way. If the naive view from the outside, right? Yep. These are the known facts, right? The known knowns. The Donald Rumsfeld known knowns. I'm a big believer in the Don. Have you got the known unknowns and the well, Don, unknown unknowns? Don Pike brought it to AFL, didn't he? The known Don knowns. Don Pike did? Yeah. It's Donald Rumsfeld who brought it to the... Two Dons. Yeah. Um, 
The known knowns of this, right? Foxtel have got the biggest check and the best distribution. Yep. Traditionally. So the, the, the entire focus is going to be around that. And it's got the news limited part of it too, which introduces the newspapers and it keeps yep. keeps everyone happy. Yep. Yep. The, so the way negotiations Fox, are traditionally done. Fox paid a lot of money. Is it 90 million? It's a lot of money for the cricket. Let's just say it's a lot of money. And, that, and you need you need their check. They also bring news to the table, as you mentioned, and they've somehow auxiliary checks coming out of the news world. So, And they broadcast in ultra-high-definition, Hutchie, which I love most. <laughs> so. They're in court with Channel 7, so let's agree that they don't consider each other the best of partners, right? So the, the, the 7 renewal is probably a reluctant one, isn't it? I think it would have to be reluctant, given yep. they've been taken to the highest course of the land on multiple occasions over this very deal. History says nine play with Stan these days, ten play with Paramount, and uh, and then seven and Fox are they're really in a a, um, a marriage of inconvenience for each other, right? They are paired with each other in rights through lack of an alternative for each. Seven don't have a streaming partner, but it works reasonably well for AFL, doesn't it? Well, they I mean they're seven and Fox. They're literally in a they're they're, they're married, but they're living in separate bedrooms. Like this is an arranged marriage, seven <laughs> and Fox, right? But they go well. The couple next door, are, you know, not ten and Paramount. They're going to be. They're not. They're not breaking up anytime soon. And they're in nine stands, right? So th- that's the world we've ended up in. Australian rights, right? Right. Now, interestingly, nine will be a great partner of cricket. You fantastic partner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what happened in the AFL deal was interesting. Seven ended up getting the favourable end of the che- of all the checks paid. Seven probably got the favourable end because you need the free to wear partner. For anti siphoning and for distribution. Yep. So you, you actually have to bank as a free to air partner. And so in the end, Seven got it. They'll argue they paid a lot, but they got a more favourable deal than the others did. Okay. Clearly. And Fox were the, Fox are the lead partner in the AFL yep. deal, right? Yep. And got more games as a result. So I, I, I half suspect, having read it, that Cricket Australia have gone to nine and said, look, we've got Foxdale News in a good spot here. I know you guys are bad out of the deal. We've got to. Unusual relationship with Seven. They've been together. Perhaps we might make this a little more interesting for you to come in. Uh, what are your needs? Would you look at tests only? We could get those away by the time the Australian Open started. Um, h- how do you think you could play with? Could we introduce you guys to a conversation? Like that, that would be probably what I would think they've done or what I would have done, maybe. In is that, that, is that um, would you say that's normal behaviour from a from – a... Normal. I, I Very would, normal. I, is it? Very normal because I don't. But shouldn't you be, as a rule, trying to facilitate the the best outcome for your current rights holders? Well, isn't the poor player go behind their back and try and? Your current rights holders got you in court, so like that relationship is tested. That's not my opinion of it. That's just fact. They're in the court haggling these. It's on on the public record. So you know, Seven and Fox have bid to get bid together. I'd say, or they have bid together. Then they're not going to be disloyal to each other in that process because that's not. But I think Cricket Australia would have to have been the ones that introduced the, the idea to nine. Look, could we set up a meeting or would you be open to? And well, let me check with them. And that's sort of how it goes, I think. Yep. And then I suspect nine are going to say, well, we want some stand as part of it all. That's going to be uneasy on the Fox end. We better get in a room and talk about that. Is there some. And then, you know, um, the other thing is Big Bash in that model probably ends up exclusively on Foxtel. Foxtel which I'm not sure suits 
Cricket Australia's objective is to grow the it game. Couldn't. So it couldn't. I'd be saying, and I don't know anything. I'm just speculating. Is there a parcel of games here that we could do on Jim, or is there some main channel, some some Jim channel that? So, so a nine get it. Uh, I'm trying to get I, to. I don't think it's a veiled threat like the AFL sounded like it was. I think it's a genuine thing. Now, now before we get to the the next topic, now with Coach, that said, I don't think nine are going to have the same check seven I got probably right because nine have already paid. A lot for the the tennis. It would have to be made interesting for nine, I think, in that model. It depends how much Korea Australia want to rid themselves of seven. And then ten and Paramount are in this weird position. They're the North Melbourne of rights deals, aren't they? <laughs> As in they, they bid for everything and don't get it. Their number's bigger than everyone's, yeah. and everyone's too scared to take their check. Well, I, don't think so, they, I don't think anyone trusts them. Well, and... and to, to, to deliver on what they say they can deliver. I don't mean to be that guy again, Damon, but if you go back to our conversations earlier in the year on the... AFL rights. I said their check had to be 15, 20% at least I more. I think you did use that number. Clearly, that's not, clearly, it's more than that. Like, they, they're going to need disproportionate money for someone to run the risk of them. Because it's on the head of the people at the sporting organisations if the product cannot be delivered well, properly. Well, here's the thing there's two worries. They're, wor- they're worried about the, the delivery a little bit, but I think they're worried about the brand more, the 10 brand. And I'm, that's not my view. That's what I think the industry thinks. It's, yeah. It's his brand. With good reason. Seven or nine are the marquee sport brands, rightly or wrongly, and ten is a daylight. And whatever you say about Seven's relationship with CA, it, I think it's fair to say, Hutch, you know, I've, I've flipped between Foxtel and Seven because I, I love the commentary on both. I think they deliver a pretty good product. And, and as I've said to you before, the, the Seven cricket product, I mean. No, it's, it's a very good product. And the, and the relationship at execution level is really good. Yeah. Like the EPs of yes. seven. And you know who they and, are. And yep. Cricket Australia yep. get on super well. Yeah. It's just the big dogs on the on the rounding errors on the zeros. Yep. I think a check fixes everything. Yep. They'll fall in love with each other again. Seven and CA if they need to. Oh, in of course this deal. Money talks all languages. But nine are probably seeding the idea of the unpick. Yep. Which would be annoying seven, right? And it's it's actually not a bad yeah. negotiating tactic you need, you, in a you court that, battle either. You? Yeah. Look we'll yep. we'll do you know what I mean? So um, you, you, you're probably still the leader. But I don't of this. know anything about that. So I feel okay. I can talk about that freely. Okay. Um, why haven't we got hoodies, Hutchie, like Max Becker does? Sporting Max, Max Becker, who's given me this for a Christmas present. Sporting Max podcast with Max Becker. Big Sporting Max across the I did mention, chest of a, I did have of a, a black hoodie. Cheeky conversation about merchandise team only this morning <laughs> on that said matter. With the standing board as, uh, as part of it? Uh, absolutely. Oh. Max Becker did deliver hoodies for us yeah. for Christmas. He's what going a, well, Max, isn't he? What a nice gesture. Lovely gesture. What a year he's had. And now you know who he is and you return his calls. He doesn't have to wait till the off season. Well, I read his statements. He puts out statements. Hundred and... <laughs> Do we, have we talked about the 184 eyes? We have talked about the 184 eyes. A few times, aren't you? Yeah. I have got enough knowledge out of that. I got a standing tonight out of the 184 eyes. Um, st- some footy stories floating around. Can I, yeah, I had one for you on footy. Did you? Explain to me why Andrew Thorburn quit the church now, Yeah, but he wouldn't when the job was his. <laughs> do, we really, do we really need to go back over Essendon and Andrew Thorburn? Question I'm happy one, to. But question number one. Yeah. yeah that was like an unusual three months, to say the least, for Andrew. Question number two. Yep. What did you make of Luke Beveridge's sit-down with Robbo and the veiled reference to you in it? Was it? A veiled reference? Oh, please. As if you didn't see it. You sweat on these things. Oh, well, what are you referring to, actually? <laughs> I'll read it to you. It's on the rundown that you've got in front of you as well, which you've overseen. Mark Robinson's question to Luke is this. Misconception or truth that you have too much power at the Bulldogs? Question mark. Luke response. Who says that? Do it in the media watch voice. Who says that? You know who says that. Just the one journalist. It's made up. 
<laughs> That's a go at you. Is it? Do you look me look at me? <laughs> That's a go at you, isn't it? Is it? Do you think it is? Did you interpret it as one? I I don't know whether it's me, oh, but if I was to be framing a market on who dollar it may be, yeah, I'd be, I'd be a dollar <laughs> one. <laughs> that was aimed at you. Because yeah. you do say that, and you're the only journalist that says it. Is it. Do you think? Do you think he has too much power still? Yeah, of course he does. He says it's made up. Oh, do you read the rest of the answer? What does it even mean? He said he struck a balance of delegating responsibility pretty well. What does that mean? What's that? What? Have you seen the last bit he said about it? Though? Like talking about trying to justify how he hasn't got too much power that people. When they accept awards, don't thank him. Yeah. What's that got that? to do? He said Bonham, Pelly, McRae and Embers didn't thank him. They thanked yeah. people working close to him. And when they do that, I think it's fantastic. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I think he's pretty economical with the truth in a lot of the uh, in a lot of that interview. I did read it all. Like the, the Josh Dunkley answers were interesting, weren't they? So he, did, he didn't subscribe to a bit of the feel the answers. No, you're hard. I on really him. do. You're hard on him. No, I'm not. I thought it was. A- I thought it was a, a good interview. Robbo does those style of interviews really well. Oh, does he? Yeah. He does. What, he asks questions? Just sit, no, just sit down and kind of raw chat. Yeah. He does that. I've always thought he does that well. Yep. Most people do too. Yep. And oh, you don't? No, I just, yep. And it was a good get. It was, the contract was tied in, I think. It was. What did you uh, learn out of it, though? That, that there's a misconception about his well, control? I, I accept that, but it was a good. What did you learn? I thought it was a good read still. I'll get, yeah, it was re- it was readable. It yeah, was absolutely. Very readable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you didn't learn a thing, surely. I mean, he's just a guard. He, he hates the media. Well, I think he, he conceded that a little bit. And he's bit. not on his own in football in, in that. He conceded that a little bit. He's he's probably, in the 80s or 90s, he'd have been perfect, right, as a distrusting coach for the media. But in the modern time, you've got to adapt a bit. I think that's uh, – um, I, I heard a Mick Bain say that on our own SEN station that they need to work on that media side of things with him. Do they? Yep. So do, do you think that um, he has got too much power at the Bulldogs? Well, I think all the great coaches do. They all do, yeah. Like, so I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. And when you've got a premiership, you have basically got license to do whatever you want yep. for, for a period of time. Have you have you ever known a successful passive coach? I don't think they exist. No. Now, no. is the balance of power right there? I, I don't have a major problem with it. And and he's a, he's a strong figure, and I think you need to be to be a senior coach. I mean, without going through all 18 clubs, there'd be – Oh, there'd be 10 of them in the you same boat. You don't who, think Chris who, Scott belts the desk? You don't think John Longmire belts yeah. the desk? Like they, of course they Chris do. Scott get what's, gets what he wants before he won the premiership this year. And and I think deserves to. Yep. You need Damien Hardwick. He's a strong coach. My God. Same thing. Yep. Now, are there times when they need to be pulled in? And, and then you've got Alistair yep. Clarkson, who, who, who's, who's got the master plan for it. Who's hiring the CEO. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, actually, you, you also... I say that only half tongue in cheek too, by the way. <laughs> only Only half... You uh, also tipped our listeners off to this practice. Um, I think it might have even, even been in last year's sounding board, 2021, of people with a public profile having certain and varying forms of relationship with people in the photographic industry. And so we're tipping off paparazzi for their own gain. Yeah. And, and you, I think you even alerted, I know the story, I think you said it publicly correct me if I'm wrong, that there was someone around the tan track around Melbourne here, the Botanical Gardens, had, had and, and this doesn't limit it, by the way, because there are many people who walk that track and get photographed on it, but told a photographer, hey, if you're interested in a shot with me and my new partner, I might be just turning the Anderson Street corner at 8.07 on Wednesday morning. 
and that person was photographed at 8.07 at said corner. Um, you mentioned this because of the reference to the Daily Mail. Yeah, to, to Pip Edwards, who's... A photographer has accused Pip Edwards of staging pap photos. Yeah. Sharing messages from the designer where she told him where and where she'd be for a walk so she could get a quote-unquote clean shot. So the paps themselves are now going public with these relationships. Yeah, that's... Well, that's <laughs> that's next level. That's next level distrust from the paps. <laughs> But it does go on, doesn't it? You can't, uh, you can't benefit from the rot and, and then whistleblow on it when it doesn't suit you. All right. Now, seeing we've been called, you've, you've called us back here for this episode, Hutchie, we uh, are getting toward the end of it, but just a couple of uh, quick snapshot takes on a few issues. Gillan McLaughlin's time in the AFL? I think the timing of his exit is perfect. In April, and I think his era has been awesome. He announced it in, I think it was March of yeah, the mean, previous year. If, I, it's I, the longest farewell. The succession, yeah, the, the succession plan wasn't hasn't been well run, but I think the game's better for him hanging around till April. And will it be Andrew Dillon? I don't know. I think he'd be right in the mix and hard to beat, yeah. but I don't know. I, I got no read on it. You worked there. You you got AFL oh, on your I, email address. I felt I felt from the very outset that You're at AFL.com.au, so you tell me. Well, I felt at the very outset it was going to be Andrew Dillon. I, I don't have any knowledge like you, if it's still going to be or not be him. But I would be surprised if he's still not on a short list. And the other obvious one is Brendan Gale. I, I, and, and, and Travis Ald's in the mix. Holly Rogers in the mix. The longer it goes, the more it opens up a Brendan type, I think. Um, tell me, when you've had, and this again, I offer no opinion on politics other than individuals, not on parties. <laughs> Albert, Elbow's had a good six months. Has he? Started well in the eyes of the public. If if he'd called me in for a briefing at Christmas and said six months we've done we've repaired started off all right the, the media centre be giving us a good run we've repaired things a little bit globally we've gone around the world we you know we've got some China's th- back we've got some things to resolve with cost of living and inflation Reserve Bank but like so oh, far so good don't get me started on the Reserve Bank again Archie I've worked what's, up over that bloke what's one thing you think we should just avoid doing in the next say two months as we bet in the what would it be. I would have said, well, do anything other than bring Kevin Rudd back anywhere near the business. <laughs> like, what photos does K Rudd must have of Elbow? Yeah. Announces Australia's new ambassador to the US. Yeah. That, that must be one of the silliest decisions of all time. That's got Ricochet written all over it, hasn't it? Nah, no. He's, he's bought, it basically, whatever's happened there, it's going to be a very cosy arrangement, aren't you? A very, very cosy Was arrangement. It- do you reckon it would... He's bought his silence on everything? Do you think he did? Yes. Do you reckon News Limited were involved in this? Do you reckon they suggested it? Hey, listen. <laughs> News um, Limited? Well, it didn't cross my mind. Do you reckon there was a call that said, listen, <laughs> what would, what's what, would it ta- what would it take for Kevin to shut up for a year? <laughs> and Albert, what are his, what are his, uh, what's his glass jaw? And, and uh, Albert, he said, well, what, look, nothing I can think of other than, of course, that US ambassador job. We're not going, well, what ambassador job? <laughs> Hang on a minute. What does that mean? Well, he'd go there and live in a fifteen million dollar house, and because he'll, he'll have to abandon the news limited attack, won't he? Oh, he, he'll be a, he'll be a lamb again on social, I reckon. Yeah, that's out the window. Yeah, but he he obviously wanted that job. But what? He, okay, I'll I'll be party to your theory if Malcolm Turnbull also gets a cushy job like that. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. That like that must have been a quid pro quo somewhere. There's not. You don't sit Hachi, down. all those jobs are quid pro quo. You know this. They don't get it for any other reason. But, like, that that is a... like that's it's a, a good gig, isn't that's it? A, well, it's a gig where... You, you don't, don't do anything. You, you don't, actually don't do anything. You live a good life. You live a good life. You go and meet 
you, all feel, the, you feel powerful, sound powerful, but don't have a lot of power. Make sure you get photographed but with what, all the height heavies around the world. You could do some damage, though, if you did it, if you were in rogue. <laughs> it's a pretty important relationship to be risking on a, on a on someone who fires off on a lunatic s- on seven page tweets at midnight. <laughs> like he must. Oh, I can only imagine news were in in the whack up on that. Well, given this guy and and. There's, a, there's something behind that that doesn't make sense, Damo. His levels of vengeance, Hutch. You, you talk about people who've got, you know, what on the liver. Yeah. No one has more on it than he does. But he, he went and got Julia Gillard back as Prime Minister just because he wanted to do to her what she did to him. Remember that? That's, only, Rup- and he, that's the only reason he did it. Rupert, Rupert has a place in New York, lives there most <laughs> of the time, part-time. Oh, if you could, now, speaking of paps before, if we get the pap of Rupert with Rudd, You'll be on to something. Well, like, you're not going to throw their biggest um, bull terrier into the New York uh, pen unless he's got the Murdochs okay with it, is he? I, I, oh, hang on. Are you saying that Murdoch has told Albert my, No, hang on. My left field wild idea is that they were involved in this in some way and said, do you reckon this works for everyone? Hachi, their power is nowhere near what it once was. They like to think it is. And and now that you've raised this publicly in a form, they will be embracing this and, and trying to tell people that's exactly how it's well, happening. What do you think? Like it, it's, I would be amazed if that attack that, that attack can't continue. The US ambassador... No, he won't be allowed to. Yeah. I mean, that, he won't be allowed to have any opinion on anything now because he's now representing Australia again, isn't he? <laughs> oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Good theory. I like it. I like it. Um, I thought you'd be there already. I was surprised you left me on my own on that one. You're normally the one that's got the... Uh, News limited conspiracy theories. You got a few questions before st- we finish? I'm still taken aback by you talking about traffic before. Um, yeah, do we want to do some questions? Yep, questions. Right, let's do way. some questions. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. There's a heap come in, Hutchie, since uh, Jane alerted our very many loyal listeners to the fact we're doing this extra episode. We'll go with Daniel off Twitter first. After Damien couldn't fathom the Victorian government sponsoring Netball Australia for roughly $4 million a year, has he recovered from hearing about the $78 million spent by taxpayers in 2022 for three days of racing at Albert Park? Read this, Daniel. Loved it. Enjoyed it. And it's going to be more than $78 million, I think, in 2023. And I think I've read that too. $110 million? I think it's worth every cent, the Grand Prix, isn't oh, it? Yeah, yeah. But he couldn't work out the nipple support. I did work it out. I'm being misrepresented by... by uh, You've been taken out of context. No. It was a straw man argument that you and Daniel are, are introducing to this conversation. I was talking about Daniel Andrews just throwing money around. It's not his own for political gain. Yep. Uh, Ball Down Under on Twitter, being the most watched sports media platform in Australia, why does the NBL not provide media access? What's he Didn't really understand that? the question. I feel like the NBL... And Heath O'Loughlin is a media manager of the NBL. He's very progressive on media access. And I think the clubs... Well, he was at North Melbourne. Certainly our club feel like we are. Yeah. Perth Wildcats. He, the, um, I haven't heard to the contrary from the Perth media. Just on, on media access, Hutchie, we, we talk about it regularly and, and the contrast between what we are dished up with in Australia, and particularly AFL, which is the sport we know um, most, compared with overseas. Um, just an interesting example a couple of weeks ago with the New York Jets quarterback in Zach Wilson... His story played out daily publicly as to how he got the boot from being a very high draft pick two years ago to to being overlooked and not even starting as a backup in a particular game. He 
fronted the media every day about that issue. That's him. I mean, that, that would have been hurting him yeah. big time as a young kid who's got some attitude that doesn't seem quite right. But he didn't deviate. He didn't back away from any of the issues. The club made him speak. He spoke. He spoke his mind. Now, I, he actually won me around with how he approached it publicly. We, we would cocoon we the would. same player in Australia. Oh, we're shocking. We would, we would. Oh no, the kids are under a bit of stress, yeah, and uh, it's not in his interest to speak what about at the, the, the Even the one the weekend, the, the New York, the, the New England Patriots era. Yeah, he gets up and he, takes blame for it straight away. He took the pressure yeah. on his by his locker. Oh yeah, it was on me. I made a mistake. Well, I, you know, at the club question the AFL wise would, would say no. He's not speaking today. He's not speaking tomorrow. Don't doorstop him. And if you doorstop him, you're banned. Yeah. It's, it's gone away from us. Media. It's it's a funny story. I've seen that. Weren't getting angry at Christmas. I get angry when you raised Luke Beveridge before. <laughs> um, Molly Fudd on Twitter. Has Hutchie applied to run Twitter for Elon? <laughs> Elon is, I think he's... He's taking it. He's you know, handling he, everyone. Yeah. It's, everyone's falling for it. I, I, we discussed he this a couple of weeks ago. which way the vote's going to go when he's CEO. I'm loving what he's yeah, doing. I am too. <laughs> He is taking the mickey out of everyone, everyone, and everyone is getting so worked up. And <laughs> as we said a couple of weeks ago, Hachi, people hated Twitter before he took it over, and now they realise they loved it, and they hate it more now. But guess what? No, no one's leaving it. No one's. Everyone's threatens to leave it. No one leaves it. <laughs> He's playing them all on the break. Uh, this is a good point by Jack R on Twitter. Does this bonus episode mean that Damien will have a bye mid-season next year to make sure he's allotted? The twenty-two. He's weeks got twenty-two weeks. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't. Is this the first episode of? Of season eight? No, it's just a one-off Christmas special. I think I think there's one in the can for season eight. No, there's not. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, if it costs me less on your retainer, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, you look like, look like you've had enough. <laughs> I have. Yeah, all right. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks for your support. And our partners at Drinkwise Hutchie, where will you be sure? on Christmas Day with the family? Uh, yeah, this year it's uh, at my family's. You cooking? I will be contributing, as we always do. You go to Ralph's Meats and pick out what you like? I will be going to Ralph's Meats, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I've been I've been hitting Ralph's meats hard Have lately. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Adam Adam at Ralph's meats actually um, is an actor as well. Is he? Yeah, he's in a series yeah. called Savage River, which I've started watching. He's pre- yeah. well, Jane likes it. I thought you were going to say he's pretending to be a butcher. <laughs> in acting, he's he's, he's <laughs> Melbourne's best butcher. It's set in a meatworks, so yes, yes, and oh, he's one it? of the yeah. yeah. I've watched one episode to this point. I think there's six in the series. Okay. Jane. It got me in. It actually it finished very well. Actually, the first episode. And I'm looking forward to the second. Are there one, any so. other Netflix recommendations you've either of you got for the holidays? That was on. That's on ABC iView. That one. By the yep. way, yep. anything anywhere? Uh, I reckon Yellowstone's trailing off. Not oh, happy with the last... jumped the shark the last two episodes. Yeah, last two episodes. It's done oh, me too. It has. How one, many, one how many times can you watch them go and herd, herd some cattle? You know what's happened? <laughs> A choreographer or a director's gone, oh, we got it. No, I'll tell you what's happened. Someone's they got they to... wanted to string it out to about 15, 16 episodes when there's really only about nine or ten. I think that's what it is. Like they, they, They've let the creatives loose on the, oh, I've got to get some beautiful shots of the mountains this morning. Oh, we've done that from series, episode one. I, I, series one. Like they, you literally yeah. think like you're milking the cows at the moment. <laughs> he, he, he can carry any form of cinema, that bloke, though. Kevin, Cunny, Kevin Costner. So, so he gets away with it. They get away with it. But I haven't, I haven't checked the detail. But if, if this, the writers have um, given over too much power to, there's always a creative in the room. Isn't there? That wants to there was not one fish. part of a storyline in that last episode. Oh, it's been <laughs> last two episodes have been yeah. jump the shark stuff. Yeah, been Fonzie on Happy Days. But, but uh, yeah. I'm hopeful it's a better last yet. But it's been a poor series. 
Yep. I need to get into some more series too, actually. Yeah, so, have you got any recommendations? Put them on the WhatsApp, will you? Actually, and, and share them on our Twitter for the sounding board do that. family. Yeah, and Hutchie, our partners at DrinkWise want to ensure everyone 100%. enjoys this time of year, but stay safe, looks out for one another. If you're having a drink, do it in moderation. Make sure you can enjoy all the special moments with family and friends. And uh, to your point, what are you doing Christmas Day? Sure, yeah, it's a fair way away. You're not sure world. yet. Oh, come on. You're not that busy. Surely you know we're going to be on I've got a busy couple of days ahead. Sunday we'll morning. We, I'll be staying at home, I think. We'll work it out and be close <laughs> to the time. You won't be cooking, though, will you? Uh, no. <laughs> How's that pizza? I'm looking forward to spending some time with Claire and Nicholas and Ava. I haven't seen them much for the last three months, so there you go. There you go. Well, enjoy that, Hutchie. Thank you, Damien. You won't miss a Christmas moment if you drink wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo for Drinkwise. Make sure you find us on Facebook and Twitter at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.